Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome, I'm your host, Ramonda Jan, the founder of Women Thrive Media, visibility expert and inspirational speaker. I founded this global community for women, so every woman who is starting or running a business can feel like she has found a place to belong. So every woman is empowered to use her voice and share her message with the world. Welcome to today's podcast episode with Women Thrive. I'm so excited to have you here for another amazing interview with one of our speakers for the Women Thrive Summit. Today I have a special guest with us, Laura Foster. Hi, Laura. How are you today? Hi, Ramanda. I'm good. It's so nice to be with you. Where are you joining us from today? Los Angeles, California, where it's sunny and gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, I'm in sunny Spain, except it's an evening time here. But today we were talking about how to fall back in love with your work. So how to really find that work satisfaction. Maybe today you're feeling unhappy. Maybe you're hating your job. Maybe Monday mornings feels like a dread. So today we'll be talking about how to find more satisfaction in your work or how to switch your careers. So today's guest, we have Laura Foster. So as a life and a leadership coach for entrepreneurs and executives, Laura works with creative leaders who are eager to change their relationships with their work and their lives. She spent over 25 years in corporations as a creative professional, and she founded several companies, including a nonprofit in Ethiopia. So Laura holds a master's degree in spiritual psychology and has over 20 years experience in speaking, leading workshops and facilitating groups inside and on outside organizations. Laura, good to have you on our podcast. I'd love for you to share a little bit more behind the scenes of your journey and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely, Raymond. I'd be happy to. So as you mentioned, I'm a life and leadership coach now, but I spent most of my career as a fashion designer, which was a dream I'd had since I was a little girl. And one of the reasons I wanted to be a designer is because I watched my father as a child hate his work. He worked for the government. So every night after work, he would come home. He would complain to my mother for half an hour. I would just look at him and say, I don't want that. I want to have a job I really love. And so I decided to become a fashion designer. Again, it was something I was dreaming about since I was a child. I made it as a fashion designer. And then in 2007, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I realized that this job that I thought I would really love, I didn't love it at all. I dreaded Monday mornings. I cried all the time. I complained to anybody who would listen. And it really forced me to slow down and think about if this isn't my dream job, you know, there's this fantasy that we can all have our dream job and follow our bliss, then what is it? And I had to slow down and really think about who am I? What do I want? What's important to me? And I took some time off to go through treatment. And during that time, I started to realize and understand that it wasn't about the job per se. It was about my relationship with the job, how I was blaming other people, for example, 
in my work for things that I was doing and things like that. Mm -hmm. I ended up in a master's degree program in spiritual psychology, and that program completely changed my life. At an informational evening in that program, Ron Helnick, who runs the program with his wife or did run the program with his wife, said, if you come do this program in two years, you'll have a different job. And you might sit at the same desk and you might work with the same people, but you're going to change so much inside that your job will be different. And I thought, oh, wow, well, that will be useful for me. And it was totally true. Two years later, I was still a fashion designer with the same company because I went back to work after I was out um, dealing with my treatment. And I, like nothing in the job had changed. My boss was still the same boss. My coworkers were still the same coworkers, but I changed and that changed everything. And so, I mean, obviously I'm not in that industry anymore. I changed and became a coach. And one of the reasons I did that is because I saw how different my life could be when I changed the way I was relating to my work, to the people I was working with. And now my passion is helping other people do the same. Wow, I love that. I love that, you know, just as you said, you've changed and there has been a moment of realization within yourself. How easy or difficult was that switch from one career to the next? Oh, it was not easy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to pretend that it was easy. I mean, I left that job kicking and screaming because I really thought that working for somebody else had, was a secure job for me. I wanted to know that I was going to bring money in every week. I remember seeing a career coach right after I came out of treatment because I knew that something needed to change. I hadn't done the master's program yet. And we did some sort of an assessment where one of the questions was like, could you become an entrepreneur? And I said, absolutely not. No way. I need to know I'm getting a paycheck every week. And so in some ways, the change was sort of forced upon me. I had a medical condition where I couldn't sit and draw, and that was my job. Um, and I built up my business you know, because of that. But this is the thing that's really remarkable to me, is that I left in 2018, maybe. And in March of 2020, that job that I had for 17 years that I thought was so secure, they lit off half their staff when COVID hit. I mean, it was a fashion company. They had retail stores. Mm. And there were there were women in that, and men in that company who'd been there for 20 plus years who were 50 something and then all of a sudden out of a job. And it really hit me because I don't know about, you know, some of the people who are watching this, especially coaches, but the pandemic was really good for me and my business because a lot of people started thinking about what do I really want in life? But that job I thought was so secure really wasn't. Like I'm secure in the fact that I know that I can make money for myself. So that was a big wake up call for me to see that. But no, the transition was not easy, but I did it. And I'm so glad I did. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, my earning capacity is so much higher than it ever was as an employee. And I didn't understand that when I was an employee. I think for me, that's what has always attracted me to entrepreneurship because I always known that it doesn't matter how much love and passion you put in or hard work you put into work, there's always going to be a cap of how much you can reach. Um, right. With entrepreneurship, you're building your own. Not to sway anyone into entrepreneurship, but <laughs> there you are. Right. Right. But sometimes, you know, as I say, we have to really evaluate our options. Mm -hmm. What would practical things, what would be the practical things you could give to someone right now who perhaps is in that position of, okay, I just don't feel satisfied with my job. I feel like it's dimming my light. Maybe I'm crying every day and it's just not working out for me. 
what would you say to someone like that? Well, there's a few things. Number one, and I have a fair number of clients who are in this position, right? So number one, I always work with people to slow down and identify what their priorities are in life. Because I think so few people really think about that. Where does work fall on my list of priorities? And then to think about how am I spending my time in my life? So it's twofold. What are my priorities? Where does work fall on that list of priorities? And then also really slowing down and looking at where, where am I committed in my life? How many commitments do I have? I have a I have a, a freebie that I know is going to be available for you called Commitment Detox. And to me, it's really important when someone is dealing with a situation like this to look at all the commitments they have and decide like what can stay and what needs to go so that I can make space for change, so that I can slow down and make space for change. So that's number one, is to really get clear about your priorities and understand what's on your plate and what you can let go of. And then the second thing is to really believe that change is possible because some of the people I talk to, they don't believe that change is possible in their, in, in the job they're in right now. They think, Oh, if I want something to be different, I need to start my own company or I need to go work for somebody else. And ultimately that may be true, but to me, there's so much opportunity where they are right now. Opportunity to slow down and look at where am I deflecting responsibility in what I'm doing? In this company? Where am I blaming other people for my circumstances? Where am I not standing in my leadership and my own creativity and owning the choices that I've made? Um, because when we start to own our own responsibility and get really clear that nobody puts a gun to my head and forces me into the office every day, that I make choices and that I can start to make those choices from a different level of consciousness, then things can really start to change. And to me, Slowing down and changing the relationship with the job that you already have impacts any job that you have after, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an employee, but there's so much opportunity that people miss. And I can say for me, I went from, I worked in restaurants for a long time and I realized at some point, why have all my bosses been jerks? Like every boss I've ever had. And I had to like, look at, well, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me and the way I'm relating to them. So, you know, those, those, are, those are my first thoughts. That's what I was going to say. Is it us or is it a job? <laughs> right? Right? I mean, you can have two people in the same job and one person can be having an extraordinary experience and one person can be miserable and the job is the same. And so you have to look at what's the difference. The difference is how they're relating with their work. Which to me is so important. Well, that's something I think for people to really reflect on. And it's a really kind of open-ended question for people to start to go inside and start to think, you know, what makes them perhaps unhappy in a roles that they're in right now. And, you know, it, it's making me smile because people say, um, same about relationships, right? When you, yeah. when you go from one relationship to the next, and you have the same issues coming up from one relationship to the next. What is the common commonality, which is you? You've been part of all of those experiences. So perhaps there's mindset shift that needs to happen within you. And I love that, you know, from the get go, you said, I've changed. And therefore, perhaps the environment um, was no longer suitable for me. Or you outgrow places. And sometimes you yeah. have to 
have a vision of like I think as you said the pandemic has really made us stop and think what makes us happy what truly makes us happy so Laura what makes you happy today now that you've well, made a career change <laughs> I'll tell you one of the things that makes me happy today. Well, first of all, I finally got a French bulldog. I've been wanting a French bulldog my entire life and realized I couldn't have one when I was working a day job where I was working 60 hours a week. So a couple of years ago, I finally let myself get a French bulldog. So she makes me very happy. Her name is Stella. But something else that makes me happy and really satisfies me is the fact that you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm in charge of my own schedule. I shared with you that my mother died last October and I was able to spend so much time with her in the last two years because remember, I can work from anywhere as a coach. I talk to people on the phone for a living and I was able to really give myself time. And that is so precious and so important that never would have happened if I was working for someone else. So like really sitting back and reflecting on I've built a life for myself and a business for myself where I can take the time that I need to take care of once again going back to priorities my mother had Alzheimer's and so spending time with just being was a grateful for that sorry can we go back to spending yeah. time could you repeat that for me what did I say? <laughs> it cut up, so I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. Um, spending, start, time. spending time. It cut out, spending time. What was the question again? Refresh my mind, what was the question again? Just the freedom that you found in just spending quality time. With yeah, yeah. I mean, I when I was working you know, for somebody else working a day job, I would not have been able to go spend, I think I probably spent four months in total with my mom over the last year and a half before she died. That would not have been possible working from somewhere else, working for someone else. And, you know, working for myself, to me, that's one of the biggest benefits is I get to be in charge of my schedule. I mean, you can't put a price on that. Being in charge of your own schedule and being able to say, I'm willing to put my priorities front and center. Like I said, my mom was really my priority in the last year and a half because I knew that my time with her was limited. So I made sure that that there were no regrets when she died, that I spent the time with her that I wanted to spend. Do you think it's even more so important for women to think about their work or their career choices? Because we, we do inevitably, well, if women want to, are the ones that are going to have babies and families mm -hmm. and a lot of burden falls on us I guess to and then it can really affect our our career and our work so do you think that it's more important for women um, in terms of having that love with what they do I mean, I think it's important for men and women, and I think the circumstances are very different. You're right. Typically, women work and have other responsibilities, and of course, that can happen for men too. But I can tell you that I work with both men and women, and with women, I see more, how do I say this? I see that they are more apt to um, put up with things in a way than men are because of the 
the sort of different things competing for their time or different things competing for their attention. I think there's a huge opportunity to women to stand up for themselves more, to ask for more, to demand more from their work, whether they're an entrepreneur and want more for themselves or whether they work in a company. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think we, we just don't ask enough. We're not always brave enough to speak up. Right. And really, I think men are so much easier, so much easier for men to say demand. And I guess the feminine energy isn't necessarily demand. I think we're very good demanding wives, <laughs> but not necessarily demanding employees in the same respect. <laughs> well, I was just reading an article yesterday that talks about the words men, there was a study done um, when people were applying for jobs in their cover letters, the words that men used and the words that women used. And the words that the men used were very forceful and very clear. And women tended to be apologetic and and um, they, they just had a very different attitude in these cover letters. And it's interesting to see that, that as a society, as a global society, we've set up a situation where men are able to, you know, just really demand what they want. And women are more asking permission in some ways. Yeah. So is there any example of someone you maybe you worked with and what were the major shifts in their lives um, after, after perhaps working with you? Yeah, I mean, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is very early on in my business, I worked with a woman, we'll call her Jane. That's not her real name. And I have permission to share her story. But she reached out to me because she really hated her work. She was working in finance. She'd been working at this job for a long time. She worked really long hours. She took work home with her. She was really, really unhappy. And we only worked together for six months, but in that six months, she completely shifted the way she started to see her job. She started speaking up in meetings. She asked for a bigger bonus. She started um, thinking about the responsibilities that she had and what she liked to do and what she didn't like to do. She ended up changing her job description so that her job was more in line with what she really wanted to do. And one of the things that we talked about in our work together was that she was on the verge of retirement. And she actually ended up, she did retire and then she went back as a consultant because she loved what she did so much. Now it was the same company and the job was roughly the same. I mean, she did change some things about her job, but to go from hating her job and I need to retire and I don't know if I can retire to I'm going to stay on as a consultant because I really love what I'm doing. I mean, that to me is remarkable. Wow. I got an email from her. I mean, this is four years later, maybe I got an email from her just about how much her life had changed. It's not just about work. It's never just about work, right? It's about everything else in our lives. Like she's dating someone now. She's much more outgoing. But when she looked at this, I mean, work is such a big part of our lives that mm -hmm. to me, if we are not looking at work as a catalyst for personal growth, then we are missing out on a huge opportunity because it doesn't just affect the time that we're at work. It affects everything else in our lives. And so, and that's one of my favorite things to get an email like that from a client years later, just like reinforcing all the change that's happened for them and how great their life is. I mean, how awesome is that? This is what we get to do for a living. You know, it's amazing. That's so incredible to just have that sort of trust. And it's such a shame that she gets to do that. So close to retirement. Yeah. Imagine if all those years, how 40, 45 years of our work. Yes. We would just step up sometimes and ask for what we want and be a little bit more bold in, in going after our dreams just how different life could look like absolutely absolutely 
Amazing. Um, so Laura, you are a speaker at the Women Thrive Summit. Yes, I am. We're talking about a very similar topic during during the summit. Tell us a little bit more about what can people expect during your talk during the Women Thrive Summit. Yes, well, the title of my talk is Fall Back in Love with Your Work. And it really is about what to do when you don't like your work. So what, what causes it from a personal level, a societal level, and then how to know if this is you, if you really need to change something in the way that you're relating with work, and then practical steps about what to do to start to shift your relationship. So it's going to be super fun. It's going to be really interesting. And, you know, I mean, according to Gallup, 67% of Americans, the number is 79% globally, um, of people, employees are disengaged with their work, which means they don't like their work. So there's a huge opportunity for people to slow down and really think about, most people have never done this. Like, what do I want my relationship to be like with my work? Is this okay for me? Yeah. And if it's not, what am I willing to do about that? Am I willing to look at myself? Am I willing to change? Because again, when we shift our relationship with work, we go home and have different relationships with our spouses and our children, because that stress might not be there in the same way. That anxiety might not be there in the same way. It's really important work. Yeah. And I love that you also earlier mentioned about your work being such a, you know, it could be a big personal development journey because you grow with it. You grow, you grow through it. And I always say this about entrepreneurship, that entrepreneurship is one of the biggest personal development mm. journeys you'll ever pursue. But I never really thought about the same way in the work environment. And it's true. If you want to grow, I mean, it's just having that mindset of personal development and growth. And this is one of the reasons why I love doing these summits, because through that, women get to experience personal growth, whether it's in career or business or mindset or just internal mindset and confidence shifts because they could have such profound effects on our lives and our happiness absolutely 100 percent. you know i was thinking this yesterday as we were working with Matea. i said you know what i aspire to <laughs> i aspire to be one of the top employers in the country or in the uh -huh. world you know i really aspire to create that sort of working environment where people can develop and come to work excited and motivated and be be part of the vision of being part of something bigger than just themselves i think for me that would be the ultimate goal to, to really create this kind of work environment as well not just the customers we serve but the people that help us create the businesses that we have so that was my ambition that come to surface last night and i thought i thought that's what I want it to be. Long term, that's my vision. <laughs> I love that, Renata. And it really, it really calls to calls to question like our leadership, whether it's your own company or whether you're in leadership for another company, is how do you want your subordinates mm -hmm. to interact with work? Are you willing to do what it takes to create an environment for them where they can really thrive? And do you care about their satisfaction? These are great questions to ask, but I can totally see that for you. You're one of the largest employers and really creating a culture of growth and understanding where people can truly make the most of their work in their lives. Yeah, I think, you know, it's important to take responsibility for the leadership that we have. You know, if you, if you are in a work environment and you feel unsatisfied, 
also take responsibility, whether in your own leadership and leadership of yourself. So whenever we face problems, let's say with my team members, I first look at myself. I first look at my own leadership style and have I created the best working environment or have I been good at leading them to make the most out of their capacity and their capabilities because we're also different and we're so complex and it's so sometimes that little change that needs to happen whether for you as an employee or as an employer that could change everything in your performance and your satisfaction at work absolutely absolutely Laura how can people what's the best way to get in touch with you and what are the ways to work with you Sure. So, I mean, the best way to get in touch with me, I'm Laura Foster Coaching. So my website is laurafostercoaching.com. I'm Laura Foster Coaching on Instagram. Those are ways you can connect with me. And I work with people a variety of different ways. I run a group coaching program for women called Women Who Want More, which is a six-month program. It helps women identify what they want to create more of in their life, whether that's work satisfaction or relationship or more intimacy with themselves, for example. It could be anything. I also work with clients one-on-one and I go into corporations and I work with teams. I love working with creative teams, helping them define their vision and helping them work better together and learn to appreciate each other. I love that. Well, for those of you listening to this, if you feel inspired by this conversation, perhaps you are ready to make a leap or make a change in your life, in your work environment, within yourself, I think this is the most important part. You're ready to make a change within yourself so you can create a better life, more happy environment for yourself and your family. Then get in touch with Laura. Her details will be in the show notes. So make sure you follow the links. Get in touch, even if it's just to say, hey, I listened to this podcast. I really enjoyed it. I'm just thinking, I might not be ready yet to make a leap or I might not be ready to, you know, to work with you. But I was here. And I think that's for us as coaches, entrepreneurs, that's the biggest, um, I don't know, satisfaction in doing these, Mm -hmm. let's say, podcasts or interviews or summits when we know we touch somebody's life. Absolutely. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, Raymonda. Well, for those of you who have not registered for Women Thrive Summit, do make sure you head over to womenthrivesummit.com. This is our annual women empowerment event that's this year hosting more than 40 amazing speakers from all around the world. So you get to work on your personal development, growth, confidence, healing. We also cover practical things like um, personal branding and business and marketing, finance. So all the holistic topics that you need in order to grow not only on a personal level but also to develop your business and your career much further so i hope you get to join us there's loads of opportunities to connect with women from all around the world make some new friends along the way and it always happens in the third week of march every year so look forward to seeing you then and laura i highly appreciate your uh insights your experience and being us with us here today thank you so much for having me Ramanda. We look forward to seeing you again very soon on the next episode. Thanks for now. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy this episode? Share it with the world. Make sure to also leave a review and subscribe for future episodes.